Well, hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone doing this fine day? Hope great. Hope your holidays were as enjoyable as mine. So, we got a short one here. I mean, it's here games, a couple games, days removed. We got to start getting geared up for Seattle. All of a sudden, that's a huge game. The AFC's been kind of kind to the Steelers and keeping them in this thing. You know, Baltimore could possibly even rest their starters in week 18 after their big win against the Niners. And things are setting up okay. I mean, all things considered after that three-game losing streak. So, speaking of three-game losing streaks, there's a saying kind of amongst general managers in the NFL that no matter the state of our team, we are always just three games away from a mutiny. And what that means is when you're the GM, the head coach, the front office, the really people in charge, you need to realize how volatile this thing is. You know, you could be a Super Bowl caliber team. And speaking of which, the Eagles, the Eagles have been Super Bowl attendance quite a bit lately, started the season on fire. But if three games in a row don't go your way, the building's on fire. I mean, there's a mutiny. And... We witnessed that. I mean, that doesn't mean the season is saved with this win over Cincinnati. But it's just, it doesn't matter where you're at in the in the, the year. You could be 2-2, two and two, you could be 6-6, six and six, you could be 12-0. and 0. But three games in a row that go badly, and the Steelers are the best example you can come up with this, all of a sudden, the house is on fire, there's a mutiny. I just thought of that and thought you guys might get a kick out of it. I mean, it's how... GM should look at their job, to be honest with you. So, back to this game. Browning had a rough first half. I mean, his first drives were punt, interception, punt, interception, turnover on downs. I mean, brutal. His two first half interceptions led to a pair of Steeler touchdowns. And the turnover on downs came after an incompletion in the end zone on a fourth and one play from the five-yard line. So, <laughs> doesn't get a whole lot worse than that. And obviously, the Steelers' defense had a lot to do with it. And I thought that they were really good at tackling the catch, knowing what Browning was all about, attacking him, coming downhill, all those things. So, Miles Jack, another practice squad call-up, was all over the field. I mean, watching the second time, he was better than I thought. Now, I think <laughs> I'm not sure he's equipped to play as many plays as he had to. And I think he had some quotes after the game like, who I was dragging. You know, I was not in football shape, which he, who would expect him to be. But he had one sack, two quarterback hits, six total tackles, and a tackle for loss. What more could you ask? I mean, I'm not saying he's going to, he's rode in on the right white horse and has solved all the second level problems. Not at all. But what he did in this game and maybe for the next two or so might be enough. I mean, who knows? This game's a strong indicator. TJ Watt had four quarterback hits in this game. That's a ton. I mean, two's a nice game. He had four. Now, Porter on Higgins. Next-gen stats, NFL next-gen stats, this is from the league, said Porter was on Higgins 32 of 40 pass routes he ran in this game. So he ran 40 routes. Porter was on him 32 of them. On just those plays, Higgins had one reception on two targets for 15 yards. 
Porter's doing this every week in a sauce gardener-like fashion. Steelers' three leading tacklers in this game weren't with the team at the beginning of October. Michael Walker, he had eight tackles. He was signed to the practice squad on October 30th after the Holcomb and Alexander injury. Eric Rowe was signed November 20th. And obviously, Miles Jack, too. I mean, so their three leading tacklers in this game weren't with the team the day before Halloween. It wasn't that long ago. This is kind of interesting. The Steelers have scored 30-plus points in one game in each of the last two seasons. Both were the home game against the Bengals. Now, I'm sure there's some familiarity there. I know your tendencies, all those things. But there's also probably some flukiness. Guys, the only people that don't get time off this year are pro athletes and myself and the folks at Bet Online. With NFL bowl season and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV, BLEAV, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I usually do this, you know, after rewatching the game, handful of dudes that were better than originally thought, worse than originally thought. My better than originally thought group is Isaac Siamalu. Really solid game. What exactly you want to see from him? Hey, I'm hard on Allen Robinson, but this was a good game from him. He had a couple really, really important blocks. He moved to, you know, caught a couple balls, did kind of what you expected. Um, you can live with that from him. I mean, this was a good game from Allen Robinson. I thought Washington had a good game as well. I, I think he, I was worried about a rookie wall really, you know, struggling down the stretch, but this was a good indicator he didn't. Another guy that I've been really hard on, and I'm not saying he's the answer all of a sudden, Mason Cole had a good game in this game as well. Highsmith was phenomenal. I, everyone knows the pick. He was even better near the line of scrimmage doing his usual stuff than I had originally thought. Benton was a stud too. In the back of my mind, kind of like Washington, I was starting to worry a little like, mm, is Benton slowing down a little here come Christmas time late in the year? No. And Killebrew. Killebrew was out there and played well. I mean, not what you want, but wasn't a problem. Worse than I thought. Dan Moore. Ugh, not so good. I, I thought that was problematic. I know a lot of people seem to be praising Roe, and in some ways he deserves that. I mean, pull him up off the street. I didn't think he had a good game, though. I mean, I know he was productive. We just talked about you know a lot of tackles and all those things, but I... I think he's somebody people are going to try to pick on, as is the case with Levi Wallace. I mean, people are going after Wallace, and he is what he is. I mean, he's a number four corner at best anymore. Not a great day by Cam Hayward again. Um, officially, you have some warning signs there. Uh, some guys from the, the Bengals. Zach Carter is a big defensive end that they've kicked inside. He got pushed all over the field. Jonah Williams had a really tough day. 
Orlando Brown, both their tackles. And I thought Browning was not a real good player in this game, to be very honest. Um, we'll do snap counts here and wrap this thing up. 59 total snaps on offense. The receivers went as follows. Pickens for 46. Robinson outsnapped Johnson 40 to 37. And I think a lot of it was just because they wanted to run the ball and blocking, you know, out of 12 personnel with two receivers on the field. Boykin for 17 also is in that category. And he outsnapped Austin, who's he's a much better blocker than 17 to 11. Fryermuth played 37, Washington 29, Connor Hayward 14, Williams for two. And Chooks was out there as an extra offensive lineman for two plays as well. Warren outsnapped Harris 34 to 26. Defensive snaps are 64 possible. Ogan Joby for 41. Cam Hayward for 39. Benton for 24. Adams for 20. Loudermilk for 13. Watts for 9. Pretty good distribution there. I mean, you got six dudes all contributing pretty healthy snaps. Highsmith played 47 compared to 45 for Watt. 20 for Golden. 17 for Herbig. I think that's also good stuff. Probably because you're winning too, but... I, I like getting those guys in that 15 to 20 neighborhood as the backups. Jack played 47. Walker played 36. Roberts only lasted for 17. Robinson for five. Peterson played every snap. Rowe only missed three. Killebrew was out there for 23 and Riley for three. Porter and Wallace also played every snap. And Sullivan played 45. So that puts a bow on the Bengals. I've been doing lots and lots of research on Seattle. They're a pretty interesting team. And we'll dig into that tomorrow. Take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.